Hello, my podcast family. Um, I have a study thing I want to talk about today. I've already went through it, but yeah, I think it's really important that um, that we look at this and discuss it a little bit. So, the fruits of the spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Galatians five twenty two through twenty three says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And so I just want to mention a few things. And I'm looking over here um, at this. So I've got I've got one sheet that says fruit of the Holy Spirit, and then another one that says fruit of an abusive spirit, right? So that one I read, uh, Galatians 5:22 through 23, that tells you about the Holy Spirit and the good things that the Spirit produces. But I've also got Galatians 5:15 and then 19 through 20, which talks about um, the fruits of nature, like the fruits of the Spirit are are sinful nature. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you will destroy, will be destroyed by each other. And then it says, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, adultery and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, and factions. So there's a lot of people who are not going to like this podcast. They're just not. But I want to say this. Don't be mad at me. Because that's not me saying it. That's from the Bible. And if you have to argue with anybody, then talk to your maker. And tell him how you feel. Because that's going to be an argument between him and you. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And so, as I'm looking through this. And I didn't mean that in a hateful way, (laughs) y'all. I come across a little bit like that sometimes. But I didn't mean it that way. I just don't want nobody to get mad at me because of the Bible saying things that go against what you believe. Everybody has to work out their own salvation, myself included. I've got sin in my life that I'm still working with and working through. Um, so I don't, I'm not judging anybody. So let's look at... Um, let's, we already know about the Holy Spirit and the good ones. And we'll go over that again. But I want to talk about... The test that we need to look at in order to test our own fruits. As a help is realistically evaluating a relationship close to you. Take this fruit test. There is the fruit of the abusive spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And then it says to mark yes or no for yourself. And then yes or no for the person that you're with in the relationship. So there is nine things that it mentions. Um, So it's wanting you to look at the question and then gauge you and gauge the other person. Um, The first one it says biting. Having a sharp biting tongue that often hurts the heart. Are you doing that to your friend or is your friend doing that to you? Are these the fruits of the spirit? No. Because the opposite of that 
is love. Seeking to do what is best in the best interest of another. That's love. That's the definition of it. So, which one do you want to have? And that's basically the test that they've given us. Okay, so they're going, love is what it says from the spirit. And biting or, you know, basically being mean with your mouth is the is the other one. So you have to look at those two things and say, okay, am I doing the love or am I doing the biting? Is my other friend, the friend that I'm talking about, is my friend who I'm in the relationship, are they doing the biting or the love? The next one it says devouring. So devouring it says being so overly controlling that the identity of another seems to be destroyed. So again, are you doing that to someone else? Is someone else doing that to you? The opposite of that is joy, living with an inner gladness of heart, regardless of challenging circumstances. So, are you allowing people to live their own life and enjoy their own life, right? You can't control everyone. And that's what it looks like, overly controlling. And then the next one says hatred. Um displaying disdain or animosity towards another person are you doing that or is your friend doing that is that a good fruit of the spirit no the next um the the one that's opposite of that is kindness expressing genuine care and helping with a benevolent heart um discord starting arguments that result in tension and strife are you doing that or is your friend doing that um, the other one is peace, displaying tranquility in the midst of hardships and trials. Are you trying to do that or is your friend? Um, let's see. Jealousy, viewing others as rivals while possessively wanting to exclude them. Um, this would be probably gentleness. Treating others with sincere respect, displaying a soothing disposition. Which one do you fall under? Which one does your friend fall under? So you kind of look at those. Um, rage, displaying out of control anger. That would be self-control. Exercising restraint rather than choosing to be undisciplined. So you're controlling yourself instead of being out of control, angry, out of control, yelling, out of control, emotions. So think of anything out of control, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean rage. It just means not being able to control your thoughts, your emotions, your everything. So are you being like that? Or is your friend being like that? Are you able to have self-control? This has been one that I've had to... Um, try to understand because my self-control issues is me getting so emotionally involved or so emotionally attached to something that I don't think rationally about it so I'm working on the self-control portion and I think I'm I think I'm making strides and that's really all you can do is strive to be what you're wanting um, to be so the next one would be selfishness Seeking to satisfy personal desires with little or no regards for the desires of another. So that one, um, probably goodness would be the opposite of selfishness. 
displaying moral character and godly virtue with a pure heart is the opposite of uh, the selfishness and that could be kindness too uh, dissension frequently voicing disagreements and disapproval patience enduring difficulties calmly, calmly without complaint so where do you fall here faction or no yeah factions is the last one and it says causing splits between others instead of seeking unity so that could also be peace i mean you got three six nine of the good spirits uh good fruits of the spirit and you've got nine of the abusive so what it says is biting and love which one are you doing joy or devouring hatred or peace discord patience jealousy kindness rage goodness selfishness faithfulness dissension gentleness faction self-control so it's asking that do you want to be fruits of the good spirit or fruits of an abusive spirit or sinful nature so these are things that you know we have to look at and realize um do we need to evaluate our fruit because here's the thing i, I read once in another book and i don't remember the name of it but it goes something like this the fruit that you bear is not for you think about that the fruit that you bear is not for you the fruit that you bear is for other people so your fruits do you look like a healthy tree or a all kind of janky tree so is your fruit for real are they fake um he said something to the nature of they they may be bitter or sour because of your attitude and these this fruit test that you're talking about here today is going to help you evaluate your fruit and decide on which one of these is how you want to live your life because ultimately god has given us a free will a spirit to do whatever we want to do honestly and people chose to do wrong people chose to do right but ultimately you have each and every day that you wake up you have the ability to change it so today my question to you is which fruit which tree do you want to be you want to be the tree that has gorgeous fruit or do you want to be a janky tree that looks dried up and withered and no one wants anything to do with them because the fruit doesn't look healthy right so i pray that you guys will get something out of this today and um i'll probably go on my website somehow and figure out how to get this on there i just think it's really good and it really helped me to evaluate myself and others so during my healing process from trauma and from abuse from my past um, relationships and even in school uh, in high school middle school I think middle school is when I started getting bullied the most and it was really difficult living through that and even now you know having to deal with the fact that just so many hateful people I just never knew mankind was that evil <laughs> And it's just it's horrible but you can't change anybody like Jean says you don't have that much power 
let it go. They're going to have to deal. Here's, here's what really helps me. Really, really, really helps me to realize I don't have to get so worked up. Because I only have to answer for the sins that I do. So if I'm not responding to someone who's hateful and mean and nasty and just downright ugly. I don't have to answer for no sin that I've done. Right? Because I handled it. I took the higher road. So that sin's not going to be mine. And so the person who's done that. If they're not evaluating their fruit, they're going to have to stand before the Lord and they're going to have to basically answer for each and everything they've done if they have not asked for forgiveness. And forgiveness means there is a change. It doesn't mean that you just say, please forgive me and now I can go and do it to somebody else or I'll do it to you again tomorrow. It means I'm really going to work at trying to change who I am. When I say I'm sorry, and Lord, please forgive me, it means I want to change. In fact, when I have a feeling that I'm going to get ugly and nasty and in a hateful attitude, because Christians are like anybody else, we're all human, and we will be hateful and mean if our flesh wins the battle, basically, because we're trying to walk in the spirit, but your flesh and your spirit fight because they want to have you know people your nature wants to have its way and whenever you're upset a lot of times you can't control that I've been in situations where uh that was the case where I just flew off the handle because I was just so angry that they would be disrespectful and then it's just really important for us to do our own self-evaluations and and ask God to come in and fix this because we know we don't want to be you know that girl right we don't want to be that guy that's just a jerk and nobody wants to be around them so but you know we're not the only ones who are at fault a lot of it has to do with our circumstances maybe how we're raised if you see something that doesn't look the way you want it to you have the ability to change it so just ask God to come in and help you with that there's no other way to get around it you cannot do it in yourself. We are basically slaves to sin. And without God coming in and giving us strength through the Spirit of God to help us get through things, you're going to still be in chains. You're still going to be shackled. So, I'm going to pray for you today. And I hope that you will pray for me. I love you guys. Let me go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, you know every need. Of each person that's listening today, God, they're listening to this for a purpose and a reason. There's something that they have in their life that has them in turmoil. And God, a lot of times we try to look at the situation and possibly blame other people because of how they treated us or how they uh, reacted or how they've abused us. When in turn, there are things that we do that maybe provoke the abuse and I know Lord in myself and I'm just going to be real vulnerable here from the past hurt that I've had every relationship that I had I was always looking for something to happen bad I wasn't just relaxed in the relationship I was not just enjoying the time with that person because I feared I feared yeah basically I feared 
that something was going to happen all the time. And you, living like that, it's just an opportunity for something bad to happen because you're you're looking for it. You're like an investigator trying to find the problem. And God, I don't I don't want to be like that. I keep praying for more healing and continuation of healing. And I promise you what God has put into work in your life and my life, he's going to complete it. It says it in the Bible. I want you and encourage you to read the Bible today and get you a good chapter or something. Um, Lord, just touch each and every heart with that. God, let them feel your presence pulling you to them and them to you. Lord, let your children know how much you love them today god how much you just want to wrap your arms around them and hug them and tell them how much you care about them you died on the cross for each one of us lord you died on the cross to save us from a sinful world and god that's the thing about adam and eve whenever they were in the garden they took the apple because they wanted to know what good and evil was they wanted to know which at that point, God, only you knew the difference between good and evil. There was no evil in the in paradise. Our sinful nature, humankind, was, was, was what happened to why we now know good and evil. And honestly, Lord, I don't really want to know what evil is. I'd like to be in a world where there is no evil. We all talk about peace all the time. And the only way that's going to happen is for us, Lord, to just turn ourselves over to you and let you come in and change us. God, I know whenever I watch the movie The Chosen, on their preview uh, that they had, there's a, a circle of their, you know, drawn out fish. But there's like a circle, a school of fish going in a circle. And every time that a new fish becomes a Christian, it turns blue and it starts going the other way. And that's really kind of what Christianity is. Um, we're trying to change the thoughts and the processes of evil and trying to get back to the good. And that's why it's so difficult. Lord, I just pray for each person that's listening, God, that you'll draw them to you, Lord, and that you will help them understand that you came to this world to save them from that sinful nature. And today I want to ask you, if you feel the Lord drawing you near Him, I want you to link up with me. I want to pray for you. I want to help you uh, through your beginning walks with the Lord. You're just a baby in Christ if you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. And if you haven't, let's go ahead and do that now, Lord. We want to ask you to come into our hearts, change us, mold us. God, the Bible says I'm going to take away that stony heart and I'm going to put in a fleshy heart. That's tender. God help us to have that today for you. And Lord, I pray that each and every one of them that fills your unction will pull closer to you like never before. And just want to learn more, have a desire in their heart for you, God. So I'm just praying for you constantly. I don't want anyone to be left behind. <laughs> I guess that's how you would say it. I don't want to lose anybody. So it's like a throwing out a life saver, whatever those things are. Whenever people fall into the water or on the ocean, they throw that big ring out. I want to do that. I want to send you a life saver thing. I don't know what they're called. But I want to throw you a lifeline and say, here, this is what you need. 
I promise you, I would probably be dead right now if it was not for me following the Lord, knowing I could pray and have Him help me through my life because it has been rough. Everybody's had rough times. There's so much bad, evil things going on in the world today. I don't know how people go without the Lord. I know whenever I was not saved before 2003, I was about 24, 25. Before that, I wasn't saved. I've been baptized, but I wasn't really truly sold out for God. And I just, I didn't have the knowledge, so it didn't affect me in any way. But whenever I learned about this and that it was really something, like God met me in a dark room with all the lights down and a spotlight up on the stage it reminded me so much of them of my bar days when the band would be up on stage and uh lead guitar I just loved hearing my brother play lead guitar and whenever I seen this young man up there playing Christian music it just hit me that God met me right where I was this was what I knew this is what I understood big church freaked me out I was like this is like a funeral home I didn't like it (laughs) so I enjoyed the uh, youth services where they would have you know lights down a little bit and the stage lit and newer music on you know not the old hymns I eventually got to liking the hymns but when I first got saved I did not really want to hear the old hymns that wasn't what drawed me to God it was Every breath I take. Um, let's see, let me think of another one. Uh, Is He Not Strong Enough by Stacey Arico. Um, that one really helped me because I had been broken. I knew, even back then, that I was messed up. That I needed some somebody to save me. And that song is just completely amazing. Just basically saying, is he not strong enough to fix you? Is he not strong enough to take away all the pain? Is he not strong enough to be the savior you need? It was just, it's, those are the kind of songs that I liked at the beginning. And now I feel kind of diverse in my walk with the Lord. Like I said, I'm sold out. And I do not want to live one moment without him in my life. And I'm constantly thinking about him. Um, when I think about my kid, when I think about my boyfriend, when I think about my family, my sister, my brother, my nephews, my nieces, my aunts and uncles, I mean, anybody that I'm thinking of, it's filtered through the thoughts that God is with them always, because I can't be, and I worry about them. It's just my normal nature, I guess. If you love somebody, you're going to care for them, so, but again, I just, I hope that you get connected and in any way that you can. I would appreciate you being able to help me uh, get this involved. I will have to give you guys my phone number. Again, I don't use it very much, so I don't really have it. I think it's 221-3990-502. I think that's it. So, you can try it if it's me, then good. If not, I'll have to put it on another one of these. All right, guys, I love you all. See you around the merry-go-round.
Hello, my podcast family. So good to get to talk to you today. I am uh, wanting to talk and discuss about um, a topic today that many, many people that I know suffer from it. And it actually really affects your life. And you may not even recognize that it's doing that. You just may think that, you know, you're always having problems in all of your relationships. But I'm coming to you today to tell you that there is patterns. And the reason there are patterns is because of irrational thinking. Irrational thinking from any experience that you've had in the past is what we call a trigger. So if you even begin to think that someone or something is going to happen in the same regard as something that did happen and was very painful, you are now going to react instead of facing it as if you'd never had that experience because you know that the outcome was not good. So triggering a part of you that is uneasy or anxious Um, and you know people live in fear because of these type of things all the time and so today I want to just put in a little bit of perspective about how things can happen so I want to speak specifically about situations where you had had a relationship that was not very productive and seemed like it was very evasive and intrusive. A lot of times, um, it's kind of like the bull in the china store. People that come into our lives, everyone has their own goals in life and what they expect of their life. And so when some people get in their mind, especially men, men, women can do it too, but especially men have this same thing. They don't think through the process um, to get the goal that they want. So say they want a new car or they want a new truck or they want buy some new shoes or whatever. They don't see where... They wouldn't have the money for their electric bill or their food. You see what I'm saying? Like they just do whatever. And women are really good at this too, especially women who like to shop (laughs) a lot. I knew a girl. Oh, and there was another girl who really, really enjoyed not just shopping, but going to bingo. She used her rent money to pay for bingo. And she spent it all. I was like, what? And the boyfriend was like, I don't know what happened. Why would she do this? Doesn't she realize we're going to have to move if she doesn't pay the rent? Um, Yeah. So these kinds of things can happen on either side. But a lot of times today, we go into new relationships with those fears right? Somebody's going to steal money from me. Somebody's going to take everything I have that I've worked so hard for and tear it up and make me lose everything I have because that's happened to me before. Like all of these fears come up from triggers. When you start seeing something 
that is a little bit like them, right? So when the excuse me, oh, when the trigger starts, you no longer think rationally. <laughs> Best way to explain it. You no longer think rationally. Now you are in fight or flight mode. So you either argue to get your point across that, you know, they shouldn't do this or that because it's going to do this and that. And, you know, half the time your validation in it is not even factored. Like there's no valid reason why you should be arguing about it. Maybe it's a good idea. But because of the trigger, you don't even logically think it through so I think marriages and relationships just get torn apart because of our irrational thinking so instead of reacting whenever you know you've been triggered okay when you know that you're getting ready to respond from something that has really just ruffled your feathers okay You know you're angry. You know you're upset. For some reason, you don't know why. You're just getting upset. Instead of reacting, tell the person, okay, let me think about it and I'll get back with you. Just allow yourself to have some time. When somebody does something wrong, instead of reacting, from it because you don't know what provoked them to do that they may not have meant to hurt you at all but the way they came about it may be a trigger from something that they've had happen and instead of letting it settle they came and talked to you which was not right because now they're not thinking they're irrational so try to tell them then okay let me think about it and we'll talk about this later It's always better to come back at the conversation when you're not angry because then you can think rationally and think about if it's really, if the ramifications, if the the things afterwards are going to be affected negatively or positively. So again, I just want to make sure that you realize that whenever you are going into something, okay, say I want to go on vacation. I'm just going to use that as an example. (laughs) I want to go on vacation. I want to go somewhere nice. I deserve it. Like I've been through it this last few years and I just really deserve the beach or the mountains or some place, right? I want to go. But is that rationally a good idea to go off somewhere? When I really need to be focusing on getting the house that I was supposed to get last this past summer and focusing my money and all of my other things to that. Well, after sitting and thinking about it for a long duration of time, I definitely deserve it and I'm not going to not go. I'm just going to try to save my time that I would use for vacation until next spring or next summer and go somewhere nice. Now, don't get me wrong, I really love the mountains in the fall, and I really would love to go this year, but I also heard that COVID is really bad in that area. So I'm just, I'm looking at all the things that you need to look at with the times that we're in, with the financial cost it would be to go, and if I want to, I can start putting money on it for next year, 
and then I won't have to spend so much. We can probably have more fun. I'm looking at that. So they always say, go ahead and do whatever you want to do. But at the same time, is it really a good choice to make that decision? That's what you have to look at. You have to rationalize and see if that's what really needs to happen. I can find something around here that's not going to be probably as beautiful or whatever, but I'm, I'm planning on going here in the next week or two on vacation and just, you know, we'll probably ride, to, maybe we'll ride down there and see something. I don't know, but I'm not planning on staying. Uh, but the whole bull in the China factory, the, I, in that case, if I was to go ahead and do that, who all would be affected by that, right? My job would be affected. My child would be affected. My boyfriend would be affected. My dog would be affected. My family, my mom and dad and our family would be affected that if I was to go, you know, and not make the right arrangements, then other people would have to be um, putting themselves out or they could be damaged during the process, right? So that's where this whole bull in a China store comes into mind if you want your way so much that you're not willing to look around and see who else is going to be involved in that because in effect basically when you do something it affects everyone else it affects other people it's a ripple effect right so we have to focus and realize that decisions we make are going to affect other people yes that makes you a lot more cautious but and there are times, you know, when it's nice to just do something for fun, you know. But if it's going to make major effects on people, just for an example, if I wanted to go out and go shopping with my whole paycheck and not pay my bills, who would be affected by that? My entire family, right? So I have to look at that and decide what's going to be best. Um... We need to try not to be the bull in the china store. Don't be the bull in the china store. And realize that, just for example, if you was part of the china, in the china store, when the bull came in and wanted their way and did what they did and they really messed up your life, realize that they did not intend to probably do that to you it just kind of happened because of selfish ambitions and they didn't think it through so we are all connected and i believe if we just start looking at how other people are going to see this and how other people are affected by our choices then we will hopefully make differences that are good in life i wish i could send this up to uh, politicians <laughs> but that ain't what they're driven by you know what I mean so um, I thought it was really good today our discussion about that so I just hope this helps you remember take time when you're frustrated and angry step back and say okay hold on let me think about it and I'll get back with you then take some time blow off some steam get angry do what you gotta do but think, take a day or so to think it over before you go back to that conversation, here's how I feel. Whenever I get to a point where I know that I'm okay and that I'm not going to argue with them, that's when I'm ready to go back and talk about it. If I feel like that I'm going to come up with, if they say this, then I'm going to say that. You're not ready. You're not in a place of readiness to discuss that topic. 
So you need to pray about it, think about it, just basically just meditate on it. Just sit and think about it for a few, a day or two if you have to. I mean, I'm sure the person don't want to wait forever for your decision, but you know, maybe you'll find out that they'll come to you and say, hey, I'm sorry about how I approached that. I didn't mean to. So life is not made to rush it. Even though you do have a certain amount of time in life, it's still not made for you to rush it. God wants us in peace and happiness and in love. And if we trust in him and his timing, hello, hello, it's not our timing, it's his. So whether you want to cram everything into five minutes and be done with it, I don't think it's a good idea. But just saying, if that's what you want to do, you're probably going to be miserable because you're not going to think through. You're going to mess up all of your relationships. You're going to hurt people. You need to think them through. And then those who are in the china shop watching this bull come in and do what they want to do, step back and say, I just don't want no part of it right now. You go ahead and do what you need to do. I'm going to wait over here because I got some other things going on and just try to step out of the way. You don't have control to change them. You don't have control to make their decisions. All you can do is make your decision. And when you see that they're going crazy about what they want, give them their time and give them their space. Hopefully they'll come to their senses and say, oh, you know what? Maybe that's not a good idea. So I think we're all working on this. Something to strive for. And I'm going to get back to my day. I'm doing laundry, getting ready to start work at 1.30. It's a Monday, so I hope you guys have a good work week. Um, Love y'all, and I'll see you around the merry-go-round.